1: Welcome to Focus on the Liturgy here on 7:50 uh, a.m. WNDZ. We are element of programming of uh, Catholic Chicago. I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship,
2: and I'm Timothy Johnston from Liturgy Training Publications.
1: We are here every fourth Wednesday of the month, uh, and uh, as we always in our intro to the show make note of, we do exactly what the title of the show says. We focus on some aspect of the Corporate Communal Public Prayer Life of the Church.
2: And it's always a great time doing so. And this week, I think we're in for a treat.
1: Yeah, well, uh, um, certainly a topic we haven't talked about in uh, about three years. Um, Almost, almost. Uh, Since the last time... The Archdiocese of Chicago ordained three bishops. <laughs> it happened, happened uh, a little, I guess, a little over two years ago, uh, in 2018, and we are on the verge of ordaining three more auxiliary bishops. Uh, that will happen on November uh, 13th. And so Timothy and I thought that what we would do today is just talk about the rite of ordination of a bishop and uh, break open the various parts and the uh, the rite of uh, ordination itself, <clears throat> which is rich with, oh my gosh, yes, uh, just symbolic actions and gestures and uh, the the whole uh, the whole. Um, uh, Theology and spirituality of 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 ordaining a bishop. So it's um I mean it, it's it's a big event.
2: It it is a huge event for any local church. And I was thinking this morning as I was doing a little preparation um, to come before our conversation was um not not everyone ever gets to witness an ordination. Number one. Um, uh, you know, it, it's not something that's done every year in a diocese, you know? I mean, now, a place like Chicago may be a little more frequently than some places around the country. So what an opportunity to really reflect on um, the importance of the role of a bishop in, in the Church and how the rite ultimately um, helps communicate that, uh, the way, as you were saying, Todd, the, the different symbols and the prayer texts really provide a theology of, of Church. Um, oh, my in, in gosh, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and maybe even— um, even before talking about the rite itself, uh, Timothy, you just kind of alluded to it. Just, just the role of a bishop. Um, you know, a, a bishop is a, uh, a is a priest who, uh, from a diocese who or a religious order who has been um, identified uh, as one who would be um, worthy of the office, a good bishop, a, mm-hmm. a, a good priest, um, because the bishop really is the um, uh, the chief shepherd of of any diocese.
2: Yeah, it, he uh, I just again going back to my own grad school days, you know, the bishop is the sign of unity in a diocese, that local church. So when we when we talk about local church, we aren't talking necessarily about your St. Bartholomew's. We're talking about the diocese in which St. Teresa, St. Bartholomew, St. whatever, you're part of that and the bishop is a sign of unity um, uh, with with the universal church, even though he has some autonomy in in what uh, the way he governs and and does his uh, uh, maybe execute is the better word executes his ministry yeah, within yeah. that. Uh, local church, that territorial space, uh, uh, region, if you will.
1: Yeah, the 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 um, all the documents of the Second Vatican Council, when they talk about a local church, they're referring to the diocese, because the diocese is a you know is a is a microcosm of the church. The diocese is in in many ways is a a, a, a vision of the church, right, e- worldwide. Exactly, exactly.
2: Uh, and this is something uh, I don't want to get us off topic, but we. Uh, I think there's so much, even just in talking about that, maybe that's a whole different show, of course, but we don't really catechize people in the sense of uh, what it is to be church or that ecclesiology in a sense. So uh, to broaden, you know, when, I've, when I was working on diocesan work often um, very closely with the bishop and, and, and implementing his plans and visions, you know, for different things, I I really quickly came to realize how few people understood the relationship between the parish and the diocese, not in a bad way, just never heard of it. And it was always fun to have the conversation um, to help understand. And I think, again, the ordination rite, um, helps communicate that even more clearly that that sign of unity, his office of governing, of sanctifying, of teaching, of teaching. I mean, all of that um, is so important. And and as as Todd alluded to or said earlier, you know, he is the chief shepherd. He's the chief everything. He's the chief catechist. He's the chief liturgist. He's <laughs> he's and, the,
1: yep. He's he's the 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 spiritual father. Yeah. Of everyone in that diocese.
2: And, and anyone, uh, which I always appreciated, even in my own diocesan work, whether ordained or not ordained, you work on behalf of the bishop. I mean, I I remember sitting in—when I was in Salt Lake City, even, and and Bishop Wester at the time and I were talking, and you know we, whatever we were discussing, I'm sure it was some liturgical uh, thing we were going to be doing, and I said, Bishop, everything I do is to make you look good. Ah. And I, And again, meaning that in the best sense of that, yeah. like, I'm not here at my own service. Like, I'm here— to make sure we can, um, you know, put forth the, the, what the Church right. invites us to, especially around liturgical formation, but to make sure that, that your teaching is made known and present um, in the people of God in this, in this diocese.
1: I suppose the imagery would be this, before we take this first break, Timothy, but the, the imagery would be this. <clears throat> As the universal Church is governed by Pope Francis, by the Pope, right, um, so uh, a, a diocese is governed by its bishop. Yeah. And just like that, a parish is governed by its pastor. Exactly. Right? But, uh, and, and I mean, and so in a sense, that those are all three images of one another images of the church in different situations.
2: and ultimately the image of Christ. Yes right yep. And that's that it is uh, the from the Pope, the bishop, even to a household, those who who um, parent if you well it is not if you will if the parenting, it is always in the image of Christ the Good Shepherd it yeah. is the image of Christ the teacher in image and and so it is kind of hierarchical in the sense of the way you think about it, but it is always reflecting what Christ is inviting us to do in the world that love that compassion that mercy
1: that's 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 what a bishop images that's exactly that's that's what the bishop represents um they are successors to the apostles um and so what that means it's kind of like saint paul in corinthians right pardon me for i myself receive i hand on to you what i myself received exactly that's that's the imagery of um uh you know of, of what we know as apostolic succession, the apostles, the apostles, they laid hands on those who would lead uh, Christian communities, the 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 you know new n- local church, if you will, of, yep. of of Ephesus or of of you know of of Rome or of uh, uh, Corinth, um, and they then w- pass on that same. Sp- Spirit. They have done that through the ages. Yeah, That's what we believe and understand about apostolic succession, and so it will be for the three new bishops here in Chicago. We'll pick it up there when we come back from this first break. We're talking about the ordination of bishops, which will take place in Chicago in just a couple of weeks. Uh, stay with us. We'll be back after these messages.
3: Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today.
4: You're invited to Keep Hope Alive 2020, the online benefit and celebration of the Archdiocese of Chicago's Immigration Ministry and their nationwide program, Pastoral Migratoria. Join us virtually on the evening of Thursday, October 29th for a night filled with music, camaraderie, and inspiring speakers. Cardinal Blaise Cupich and Sister Norma Pimentel of Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley who was recently recognized as one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, will be joining us to help keep hope alive. Now, more than ever, the immigrant community, both here in the Archdiocese of Chicago and across the United States, needs the leadership formation and accompaniment that Pastoral Migratoria provides. Registration is free, and sponsorship and advertising opportunities are available. Visit www.keephopealive2020.org for more information and to register. Again, that's www.keephopealive2020.org.
3: When you think of the word neighbor, warm and friendly thoughts come to mind. Think of smiles across the yard, positive wishes, and looking out for one another on an ongoing basis. Catholic Charities' Neighbors in Need Fund inspires all of these and much more. We've seen an unprecedented number of requests for assistance this year from people who have never needed help before. When you make your gift to the Neighbors in Need Fund, you are igniting hope in the lives of your most vulnerable neighbors, especially individuals and families who continue to struggle to put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads. Your gift will give them the resources they need to overcome the unexpected, very serious circumstances in which they find themselves now. Give online at catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6087. That's 312-948-6087. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund. Thank you for helping build a world of kindness, one neighbor to another.
1: Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy here on 750 AM WNDZ, we are an element of programming for Catholic Chicago. I'm Todd Williamson. And I'm Timothy Johnston. And we are talking about the ordination of a bishop, as many might be aware. On November 13th, uh, just two weeks from this coming Friday, uh, there will be three new auxiliary bishops ordained for the Archdiocese of Chicago. Hasn't happened since 2018. Um, and just before that last break, uh, we will talk about the right itself and break some of that open. But here, we just wanted w- Timothy and I are just talking about the role of a bishop. What 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 is a bishop? Uh, w- other than other than just you know leading a bunch of parishes, as Timothy you said before that last break, he is a sign of unity in the church. He is a sign yeah. of uh, of the the leadership of the Pope. He is the uh, uh, the, the sign of, of, of uh, um, communion, right, between yeah. this diocese, this local church, and the universal church, and in a particular way, the Church of Rome.
2: Yeah, all of that is so uh, really great to think about, because one of the things that I learned, like, just this, made me think of this when I was in college, you know, sometimes we think of, you know, oh, a bishop's a bishop. But what we said earlier in that first segment is that the bishop is responsible for his Territory, so neighboring dioceses sometimes have different norms or practices, and I know right now only because of my uh, what's going on in the world. You know, sometimes we see dissidents between some Catholic communities um, who are saying, "Well, my bishop says this, or my bishop says that." Well, that may be true, and and he has every right to. Right, because the bishop is in charge of his diocese, and. The beauty of that is, it's also still a sign of unity with and communion with the universal church, and I think we need to reclaim uh, some of that yeah. beauty uh, that that each diocese has some uh, beautiful autonomy in that communion, like not not a free will or nilly willy sort of thing um, in that. And um, but yeah, and then I just want to say because we we alluded to this as well is for those that are. May be wondering, the documents talk about very clearly. There's a threefold. Um, there's three pieces to the office of bishop, ultimately, which we we mentioned in that first segment: that governing, the teaching, and uh, sanctifying. And
1: you see that reflected in the rite of ordination and itself, exactly. So let me just ask you this real quick, uh, Timothy. So, um, not <clears throat> not every bishop is the head of a diocese, right? So, what we will be, um, who we will be ordaining next month here in Chicago, are three auxiliary bishops, who are not or they're not heads. They won't be a head of a diocese. They are ordained as as assistants to the Archbishop of the Archdiocese of Chicago, Cardinal supich.
2: Yeah. So this this is um, you know not every diocese has an auxiliary, but an auxiliary, is, as you're saying, is. Is someone um, that is ordained to assist, especially in a larger geographical region or where the population is larger, and like the archdiocese, like the archdiocese of Chicago, of Chicago. Um, for example. Yeah, when I was in Salt Lake City, 84,000 square miles, we had 20 something parishes, right? So we didn't need an auxiliary bishop um, because the bishop. Even though it took forever to travel, places could get could get there. Right. Um, but here in Chicago, there's so many people uh, that pastoral care, and so um, the cardinal, along with the bishop and and those who are vetting um, uh, candidates, possibly, you know, choose people who can step up and and assist in that role of governance right. um, of the teaching and certainly. Um, of the sanctification of God's people.
1: Now, that's not to say that one of these auxiliary bishops might not someday be appointed right. the bishop of a diocese, the ordinary of a diocese. But uh, as of as of now, they they will assist uh, Cardinal Supich in his duties as bishop of Chicago, of Chicago, Archbishop. Yep.
2: And at the end of the day, the ordinary—I mean, he's he's the one that's in charge. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's the best way to say that, but. You know, so it's he's
1: the one chiefly responsible, right?
2: He is the chief shepherd in that sense, and so even though uh, the auxiliary bishop isn't in that role, they're still fully a bishop. It's not like a step down. I think that's important to think because sometimes when we we think of auxiliary, we're like, oh, they don't, they're not the full thing, or they're maybe not doing the full ministry. No, they they do that at least in this case. In communion with the cardinal, um, in, in as the
1: as the bishop of the archbishop exactly. of Chicago, and real quick, an archbishop and an uh, an an archbishop and, a, and and a bishop, all that is is uh, uh, the the bishop of the largest diocese in the province, is the archbishop, uh, the, the largest diocese in a province. So, for example, Chicago is part of the province of Illinois. All of the dioceses in Illinois. Chicago is, the, um, is is the Archdiocese of this province. Right. Obviously then the Bishop of any archdiocese is called an archbishop. But he's the same that he's equal with the Bishop of Joliet, for example, or the right. Bishop of, of uh, Springfield. Right.
2: It's just a, a title to help mark what what their role is. A quick funny story on that is when I, I grew up in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. And as a young boy, I always thought we were called the Archdiocese because we had the, the Arch. Arch. <laughs> so I, I learned quickly that was not the case. Um, but uh, one final uh, note, just going back to our auxiliary bishop, is when they are ordained, um, and I don't know how this gets, if it's mentioned out loud or if it's in the worship aid, they are ordained for a particular church. So even though they can't be the Archbishop of Chicago, they will get a titular see or one a, a former diocese that is no longer in existence. So every, because when you're ordained, you have to be ordained for a place because you are entrusted with the pastoral care of, of the, the people, people of in that place. place. Yep. So I always find that yep. fascinating too. So they'll be, um, even though they're auxiliaries of the Archdiocese of Chicago, they will have a titular see or an extinct see uh, Titular is just title, uh, right. basically. So um, a, a diocese sometimes in Northern Africa or somewhere um, uh, else that, is no longer, so I always find that fascinating.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the, I, these are the geeky mo- the yeah, pieces.
2: I always go do research on those uh, extinct dioceses once I find out who's ex- uh, uh, the titular of a place, because I'm always curious, like, well, who, when was it founded and who was it? Yeah,
1: yeah. maybe just to say uh, quickly before we break that um, for Chicago, our three new auxiliary bishops will be uh, Bishop-elect Kevin Birmingham who uh, right now is actually my boss? He's he heads the department of parish vitality and mission in the archdiocese, and uh, Bishop Elect Jeff Grob is the current judicial vicar of the archdiocese, and Bishop Elect um, Robert Lombardo, who is uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, of, of, uh, the the rector of the the pastor, if you will, of of Holy Angels Mission. Uh, okay. He is a. Uh, Conventual Franciscan of the Renewal, um, a, a religious order priest, who uh, can be, obviously, named a bishop. Uh, cardinal George was a, a religious right. order priest who is ordained a bishop and then uh, elevated to cardinal. But So those are the three men who we will be all fine, very fine men, all three of them. I, I know them and have worked with them for a couple of years, good couple of years, they're all three fine men so they will be the they are the ones who will be ordained as the newest auxiliary bishops for the Archdiocese of Chicago
2: I, I think that's very exciting some really great uh, great guys just from the little bit I've heard about them
1: yeah so they, they are they are we're lucky that way we're gonna pick it up there when we come back we'll start to break open the rite of ordination itself stay with us we'll be back after these messages
5: For more than 20 years, Catholic Charities Adult Protective Services has been advocating for seniors who are the victims of abuse, neglect, and or financial exploitation. We work with local, city, and state agencies in a cooperative way to ensure that every concern brought to our attention is handled and that our seniors are safe and protected. According to a report published by the Illinois Department on Aging, last year there were more than 21,000 cases of elder abuse reported in Illinois. Of these, only 6% were reported by the seniors themselves. So raising awareness is definitely an important part of the issue. If you are concerned about a senior you know, call 866-800-11409. That's 866 666 800 one four zero nine. In these unprecedented times, we need to look out for each other, including all of the seniors in our lives.
0: Have you checked out Chicago Catholic lately? Either in print or online, Chicago Catholic has informative and stimulating content, including news from the Archdiocese, beautiful photographs, and a thoughtful column by our publisher, Cardinal Blaise Cupich. Editor Joyce DeRiga tells us about our current edition of Chicago Catholic.
5: We have an overview of Pope Francis's new encyclical on fraternity and social friendship. Cardinal Stupich's column is also dedicated to it. The Archdiocese is urging everyone to get a flu shot this year. We share the details of the campaign and we have coverage of the recent ordination of permanent deacons.
0: Subscribe now. Go to chicagocatholic.com or call 312-534-7777. Like us on Facebook, Follow us on Twitter, Chicago Catholic, a fresh approach to Catholic news.
3: There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you.
1: Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy. We are talking about actually the ordination of a bishop. That will be in just a couple of weeks here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. We are ordaining three new auxiliary bishops. And uh, in those uh, in the previous segments, Timothy we were just kind of setting the stage, if you will, to talk about the role of a bishop and 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 um, why you know why why we are are ordaining three more um recently uh, uh our auxiliaries uh, are either the ones that we currently have are either retiring or have moved to uh, another see so for example um bishop ron hicks was ordained uh just a little over 2 years ago as an auxiliary bishop of chicago he served as the vicar general but then pope Francis appointed him to be the bishop of the diocese of Joliet, our neighbor, our neighbor, yeah, and and part of the province of Illinois, Um, and so that, if you will, that seat was vacated. So, um, and then a number, a couple others uh, will be retiring soon, and so the cardinal requested uh, three more auxiliaries. Pope Francis granted that, and we have bishops elect: Kevin Birmingham, Jeffrey Grob, and. Robert Lombardo, who will be ordained, um, it, it, j- just to start us off, uh, the the rite of ordination includes um, the uh, co or I'm sorry, the uh, principal consecrator, the one the one uh, who is the bishop. In this case, it will be Cardinal Supic, but the ordaining bishop is always accompanied by two co-ordainers, two co-consecrators yeah. they're, they're referred to as, two other bishops, one on his left, one on his right, uh, who uh, are, are part of this celebration. So um, as, as well as visiting bishops uh, who, who will be there and who will lay hands and, and who will be part of the celebration, but it's really these three key roles, the principal ordainer and then he is accompanied by two uh, co-consecrators.
2: Yeah, the the uh, we were just talking during the break about sort of what what's the reason for these two uh, other folks to help with the uh, ordination. You know, can't one be uh, sufficient enough, like it in the priesthood? Uh, you know, when we ordain priests or whatnot. And and maybe I'm learning something today too because there's not much really said about that That we know of. I mean, there's probably stuff written on that. But one of the things, Todd, that you were you were mentioning was, um maybe that it's a, a way to help uh, ensure ensure or and confirm that uh, apostolic succession. Um, but it's also I want to I'm just musing on this myself at this point is, um you know, part of what the right is doing is welcoming this individual into the college of Bishops um, a, as well. Yeah. So, Maybe there's some symbolism in in, in that as well, um, but but yeah, every ordination has that co-consecrator. What I don't know is how are those, like if it's a new diocese getting or a diocese getting a new bishop, how is the principal consecrator chosen or ordainer, or those um, other other two? Um, is it always the metropolitan of a region? I, be, I believe that so. The, yeah,
1: that it's that it's always the metropolitan yeah. that that would and. And again, the metropolitan is, the, um, uh, the, the the he 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 doesn't oversee the other dioceses, but he is metropolitan is the uh, uh, is. is, is Always the 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 archbishop in the archdiocese of a province of the province, yeah, yeah. So um, and and that in this case it is uh, Cardinal Supich is archbishop of Chicago, but the uh, the ordination itself it takes place within uh, a mass that always always within the celebration of the the Eucharist, um, and it's 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 just. A, it takes, the rite of ordination itself happens after the homily. Um, and in this case, so the, the the liturgy of the Word is the always the first part of uh, any celebration of the Eucharist, and so it will be here. There will be uh, three readings that will be proclaimed um, here in Chicago when they have these uh, major archdiocesan liturgies, there are always languages other than English that are used, and so the, the readings are proclaimed in... Uh, 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 the first two readings are usually proclaimed in a language other than English, and the three bishops actually r- requested that they be um, Tagalog and Polish. Oh, and nice. so that's what the, the first two readings will, will be proclaimed. Uh, the first reading, I believe, is Tagalog, and the second reading is in Polish. Um and then the 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 rite itself begins after the proclamation of the gospel. After the proclamation of the gospel, there is the request made that the uh, that the, uh, the 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 cardinal ordain this priest chosen for bishop, um, and it, it is often um, it is often a, 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 it's always a priest of the diocese where the right. ordination is taking place and this in this case it will be the chair of the presbyteral council uh, father matthew o'donnell who will uh, request that these men be ordained and the
2: it, well and i was just going to add to that the the symbolism of that is right. is so important yes. to think about that it, it's not just some random thing but that the the symbolism that is this local church affirms and, and is asking and requesting that this happen. Because yeah. if, if if the local church doesn't receive it, it, it doesn't happen. A- and
1: in fact, the wording is, the Church of it, Chicago right, right. asks that these men be ordained. And, and that begins the rite. We'll go from there when we come back from this break. Stay with us for the second half of Focus on the Liturgy. We'll be back after these messages.
3: After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit aftersuppervisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. It has been inspiring to see how individuals, families, and communities have found ways to help one another throughout 2020. At Catholic Charities, we usually have 35 to 40 events a year where we gather and enjoy time together in support of important programs and services, while raising critical funds that allow us to respond to the growing number of people who are in need of the most basic necessities in life. Many of our events are now virtual. If you would like to be a sponsor for one of these events, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Also, visit us at catholiccharities.net slash events and follow us on social media too. We so look forward to when we can resume our events in person and reconnect with our friends and partners throughout Chicagoland. For now, please consider donating to Catholic Charities so our vital work can continue. Thousands of people in Chicago count on Catholic Charities every day. Please help us help them today. Learn more at catholiccharities.net.
0: You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago.
1: Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy, this second half of our show. Uh, for those of you who are just joining, I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship.
2: And I'm Timothy Johnston from Liturgy Training Publications. And
1: we are talking today about the ordination of a bishop. In Chicago on November 13th, we will ordain three new uh, auxiliary bishops. And Timothy, right before that last break, um, we started talking about the rite of ordination itself. It takes place uh, at a Mass. Uh, It begins right after the proclamation of the Gospel, uh, there is a, a priest of the diocese requests of the makes a request of the the principal uh, uh, consecrating bishop um, that these men or that this man be uh, uh, ordained uh, for service as a bishop, and then the uh, the uh, principal consecrator asks, okay, do you have a mandate from the Holy See? You, yes. You know where where is the pro- where where is the uh, proclamation of this by the Pope? And so that is actually read. The, 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 the proclamation um, of Pope Francis mm-hmm. uh, appointing these three men, each one separately, there's a separate mandate for each one, um, will be read, in this case, by the nuncio, who will be at the ordination. The nuncio is the Pope's representative in a particular conference of bishops, a particular country, and for us, uh, that is uh, Christophe Pierre, who is uh, in Washington. He will come to Chicago, yeah. he, and he will read the uh, mandate from uh, Pope Francis appointing these three men. It's, it's, there is. Remember what you were saying in the beginning, that, that, that the bishop is the sign of unity with the mm-hmm. universal Church, the unity of this local Church uh, and right. all of its parishes and people, and and here's a, an element of that because the the pope's the pope's appointment of them is proclaimed for everybody to hear.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a great uh, you know, it's a formal document. It's an that, ap- it's the letter from the I mean, pope. It's, yeah, it's not an email. Like it's you get this formal letter and it's a beautiful uh, witness as what Todd was just saying that that uh, unity with uh, the universal church and that that there is this mandate that then the people of the local church Affirm or consent to. Yeah, it isn't just this like oh this is being imposed on you, but we we're part of that. Just like most of our sacraments, like we respond to the invitation in, yep. in some way. And in this case, it's a very practical and formal uh, mandate from from the uh, Pope.
1: Yeah, and it's written it's written to each of the three men. Yep. and so he'll begin, my dear son, uh, and 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 will will acknowledge. I I acknowledge some of the things that qualify you for this office. And, and in, in some cases, the Pope even puts a personal line in there, or some, you know, a, perf- a, a personal uh, reference to something in the life of the man being ordained a bishop. And then, as you said, after the, the, the apostolic letter from the Pope is read, the whole all those present give assent to that, and, and, and they do so in the, uh, in the response, thanks be to God. You know, right? Yeah. That 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 but like you said, Timothy, they affirm this choice of the Pope. After that follows the homily. So the the the, man, the men are presented, the um, apostolic letters from Pope Francis are read, and then Cardinal Supic will preach the homily.
2: And I have to say, I don't know how Cardinal Supich does it, but uh, one of the, I think, lost treasures in some sense is the, the pre written homilies within the rite, because there's one for, ordin- yep. for priest ordination and the bishop's ordination are really treasures. I mean, there's some really rich things in there. Now, most bishops, in my experience, would pull from that and, and craft something that's unique, which is my guess is what Cardinal Supich yes. does because he knows these guys, right? Right. And is able to, to speak to the gifts and the talents, of what, uh, uh, why the Spirit invited them into this ministry, and eventually the church, you know, calls them to respond to that. Right,
1: right, right. Um, after the the homily, then the um, the bishops elect <clears throat> are questioned. There's an it's it's the examination of the candidate is what it's called in the right. And so um, they they will be asked, you know, uh, are you resolved to? And then there are a number of things. There's like nine, I think. <clears throat> yes, right? that, 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 that in, in a sense, it's um, it's like promises that they make. But they are uh, they they uh, they reply to all of them. Yes, I am resolved too. And then, f- for example, uh, the uh, the the ordaining bishop, the consecrating bishop, will ask, you know, are 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 you resolved? Uh, to discharge the office of bishop, are you, w- will will you do what you are being appointed to do, <laughs> right? Yep. And, th- and 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 will ask, um, are are you resolved to be faithful and and uh, constant will, to proclaim the gospel, right? Uh, are you resolved uh, to guard the deposit of faith? Are you resolved to build up the church and? and Uh, under the authority of the successor of Peter? Uh, uh, Are you resolved to be obedient to the uh, successor Successor to the Apostle Peter, right? Um, And and, and are are you resolved to be a father to the people that you will serve?
2: That that particular one uh, is, uh, I I think, really important uh, in the way that we think about this, because the question: Do you resolve to guide the holy people of God in the way of salvation as a devoted father and sustain them? That sustain, like I just, for me, as I, I reflect on my role in collaborating with the bishop's ministry, I just, his responsibility is to care for me. Yeah, and, and, yes. and my brothers yes. and sisters, I think that's a powerful thing to reflect on. Yep,
1: yep. They're, 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 I love that they're asked, "Are you resolved to tend to the poor? Yeah, that that's a it, that it is that is particular. Are you resolved to minister to the lost, to minister to those who who you know uh, who yeah. struggle, uh, are you know who uh, um, m- meaning those those even outside." the church are you resolved to pray continually for the people
2: well what you just said Todd I think makes a, that's a really interesting point that I don't know if we think about very often is again the bishop is the bishop of a region he's not the bishop of all the Catholics just in that region he's the bishop of everyone yes. who lives in that so these promises, play into that, which is why when the Pope even, for example, writes an encyclical or writes a letter, it is often to the whole world. Yeah. It isn't just, here, Catholic community, this is for you. It is as father, a shepherd to the whole world. Yep,
1: and that's the case here. Yeah. We'll pick it up there when we come back from this break. Stay with us. We're breaking open the rite of ordination of a bishop. We'll be back right after these messages.
3: October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. At Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who is a victim of domestic violence, or anyone who has a concern about someone they think might be a victim. This annual recognition of domestic violence began in 1961. Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men of every race, religion, culture, and status. It includes physical, psychological, sexual, and emotional abuse, inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place to heal and recover, call Catholic Charities at 773-935-3434. That's 773-935-3434. We are working to bring hope and healing.
0: Have you checked out Chicago Catholic lately? Either in print or online, Chicago Catholic has informative and stimulating content, including news from the Archdiocese, beautiful photographs, and a thoughtful column by our publisher, Cardinal Blaise Supich. Editor Joyce DeRiga tells us about our current edition of Chicago Catholic.
5: We have an overview of Pope Francis's new encyclical on fraternity and social friendship. Cardinal Supich's column is also dedicated to it. The Archdiocese is urging everyone to get a flu shot this year. We share the details of the campaign, and we have coverage of the recent ordination of permanent deacons.
0: Subscribe now, go to chicagocatholic.com or call 312-534-7777. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Chicago Catholic, a fresh approach to Catholic news.
5: Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219.
1: back to Focus on the Liturgy here on 750 AM. This is Todd Williamson. And Timothy Johnston. And we're talking about, uh, we're breaking open the rite of ordination of a bishop, as that will take place in just a couple of weeks here in Chicago. So Timothy, right before that last break, the, the um, we talked about how the the candidates for ordination, in this case, the three candidates, or even if there's just one, right? The candidate then makes uh, resolutions. Uh, the the uh, principal consecrator will ask him, "Are you resolved and then, and then all these things to I, and we were even talking during the break again about to seek the lost, right? the 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 sheep who have strayed from the fold. That just uh, I, it's very tender. the The resolution to pray. Unceasing for your the people uh, that you lead, Um, and so he 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 states that he is he 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 does uh, resolve to do all of this. And then there is the um, litany of the saints, or the litany of supplication, as no. the order of uh, uh, ordination talks about, it, it, which, it, again, is I, I think we we pray the litany of saints in, when we baptize. We pray the litany of saints uh, when we ordain. It's it's. I just think it's this is one of my favorite rites in the whole church. One of my <laughs> favorite prayers. We call upon all of our heroes and our heroines, right, who have gone before us on whose shoulders we stand. We call upon them to stand with us now at this moment and to pray.
2: Yeah, I mean, what a powerful witness that the whole church gathers. <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, that's one thing. It, it is the whole church gathering in the cathedral or wherever the ordination will be celebrated, but it, it the whole church um, in heaven and on earth yep. gathers to yep. pray in, in a sense, it's in response, I think, in some ways to those um, promises that are made, that we, we as a church gather to pray that, yes, they they really can maintain that resolve to follow through on the promises that they make, to strengthen them with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And in that preparation for the outpouring of the Spirit that will come in the prayer of ordination.
1: Yeah. Oh wow, my gosh, what a beautiful image. It's 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 always that you know that we, we we are always part of something bigger than ourselves, and that's nowhere more evident here. During the yeah. Litany of Saints, the um, the the bishop elects will uh, lie prostrate um, as they did when they were ordained mm-hmm. uh, priests, as they did when they were ordained deacons. Um, a, a very humble stance. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Literally lying down, face down, yeah. right?
2: I always imagine it's really this giving of one's complete and total self. Yeah. Um, even in religious profession, this happens. When a religious priest um, or, or sometimes sister makes a profession, that is the posture Yeah. that, yeah. Is, that is taken.
1: Yep, exactly. Uh, once the litany of saints is, is prayed, then there is the laying on of hands, which again is a beautiful image. It is. It's. It's just a beautiful rite. So the um, principal consecrator will lay hands on the candidates. Then the co-consecrators will, and then all other bishops present, who, who are concelebrating the mass, will lay hands on these three men. So it's 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 this it, the fraternal sharing of the spirit that they. It's Paul. I yeah. hand on to you what I myself <laughs> exactly. received. Right. Exactly. I
2: mean, and and we certainly see that uh, similar uh, idea in the Sacrament of Confirmation that the bishop is doing that. So we experience that at times. But in this particular case, um, yeah, the the fraternal uh, experience of these bishops coming together as a college, I mean, the collegiality of, of what the rite is, is uh, inviting us to consider here. And again, praying for, praying with that the Holy Spirit in, enlighten um, and inspire and encourage um, to continue to strengthen and bolster these men in their ministry.
1: Oh my gosh! It's like I said, it's it's just one of. Uh, I I think it's just a, a, a beautiful rite in 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 all of these rites. I mean, think yeah. of how many think of of how many rituals and uh, sacraments and and rites that we have. That involved the laying on of hands, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, c- Confirmation and, uh, yes, ordination. Even
2: penance. Yes. When, I mean, yeah, I mean, it calls for for that. I mean, that physical touch communicates something about the presence of God. Yep,
1: yep. There are no words to the laying on of hands, uh, of, uh, and it's all done. They do it right. silently, so there's no prayer that, that each one prays. But it's just very powerful to see all the bishops present. Laying hands on 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 these yeah. men, and 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 they are kneeling at the time, and it's. I mean, the, in the sense, there's a tenderness about it. There can be there can be a tenderness about it.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a vulnerability in yeah. that tenderness of of giving, yeah,
1: um, um, and
2: allowing others to minister to and pray for for you. So yeah, it's a, it is a beautiful beautiful moment.
1: Once every all the bishops have laid hands on them, then there is the uh, prayer of ordination. Which is a beautiful prayer, but there is a beautiful symbol that that happens that is proclaimed, if you will, during the prayer of ordination. We can break it open a bit more after the the break, but the book of the Gospels is opened up and and it is held on either side,
2: but it is it is uh, what's the way to say this positioned over the head of uh, the the uh, elect, the, the candidate. Um, as that prayer is being prayed, what a powerful symbol! So it's not sitting on the head, but it's
1: opened. It's opened up. A deacon on either side holds holding. the book above the head. It's. Uh, I just, I just think that's so profound. So they literally are at this moment. They are under the gospel, the yes. gospel of Christ. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is a powerful witness uh, to. I mean yeah, if you've never seen it, go go Google a picture even cuz they're online and watch watch when the ordination happens, but that the the word of God specifically the gospel in this case will continue and always guide their ministry. And it is the the root uh, if you will. It is Christ himself.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know that old adage when someone has something hanging over their head? Oh, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I like that. It, it, in a sense this is, this is serious, and yeah. this creates a responsibility, right? This is—the hang- Word of God is hanging over your head during the prayer of consecration. And
2: that it's done publicly is even more, I think— Vis- Visibly, v- publicly, v- visibly, visibly. Right, uh, like right? there's accountability in that, in the, in the great sense that this individual is is committing to the people in which he will serve— that the gospel will hang over his head as you said right, in that sense like and we we can hold that uh, accountability in in the way that he reaches out to the poor the way that he responds in the teaching and all of the things that were promised in, yeah. in that sense and so it's a witness and, a, and an affirmation even for us that this individual is committing to to shepherding this community yeah
1: yeah as as the Witnessed by the Word of God, as yeah, as, yeah. as the Word of God as my witness, right in yeah. in that sense. Um, and then the the prayer of, of ordination is is prayed by the uh, uh, by the consecrating bishop, and we'll go there after we take this break. So Great. stay with us. We'll be right back for more focus on the liturgy.
3: parents have we got a great idea for you while your kids are adjusting to being back in school they can also help brighten the day for one of the thousands of our senior clients invite your kids to write a short letter or a poem or make a drawing or tell a few jokes on paper then all they need to do is put it in an envelope add a stamp and address it to catholic home care senior surprise 2601 west marquette Marquette Marquette, marquette road chicago 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 illinois 60629 That's Catholic Home Care Senior Surprise, 2601 West Marquette Road, Chicago, Illinois, 60629. These letters will mean so much to the seniors who open them. And your child will have that wonderful feeling inside that comes when you reach out in kindness to someone else. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities.
4: You're invited to Keep Hope Alive 2020. The online benefit and celebration of the Archdiocese of Chicago's Immigration Ministry and their nationwide program, Pastoral Migratoria. Join us virtually on the evening of Thursday, October 29th for a night filled with music, camaraderie, and inspiring speakers. Cardinal Blaise Supich and Sister Norma Pimentel of Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley, who was recently recognized as one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, will be joining us to help keep hope alive. Now more than ever, the immigrant community, both here in the Archdiocese of Chicago and across the United States, needs the leadership formation and accompaniment that Pastoral Migratoria provides. Registration is free and sponsorship and advertising opportunities are available. Visit www.keephopealive2020.org for more information and to register. Again, that's www.keephopealive2020.org.
3: Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937 that's 773-756-6937 cheers
1: welcome back to this final segment of focus on the liturgy we have been talking about the ordination of a bishop it will take place on november 13th at holy name cathedral and uh, Timothy, in the order, uh, the rite of ordination itself, we were just talking about the um, prayer of consecration. It is prayed by the uh, uh, principal consecrator, in this case that's Cardinal Supich. it's prayed with the book of the Gospels held over the open over the head of the man being ordained. Um, and you made note during the break that uh, in, in a beautiful way, the the prayer of consecration really has three main parts.
2: Yeah, the three main parts, um, you know, as it begins, so if you're watching or, or ever-present, you know, certainly pay attention, that, you know, that first part really breaks open um, the wisdom of God or the, the omniscience of God, um, you know, in quoting even in the introductory, there's this blessing that we hear in Corinthians, uh, in Second Corinthians, and so it's sort of an introductory paragraph addressing God, and then moves into that second part is, a, is the consecratory prayer itself, so the you <laughs> The words, the uh,
1: epiclesis, if you will.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it's calling forth for that the pouring out of the Holy Spirit um, uh, upon uh, the individual. And then that final part is uh, a part of the prayer that really outlines and cites the different responsibilities of, of the bishop. And so one that we've been talking about a lot is, you know, shepherd the flock as Christ did. So that's one of those images that we hear. We're exercising the uh, supreme or the high priesthood
1: uh, in, in that sense. And there, and 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 the prayer is those literally. May he, may he be a good shepherd. May he exercise his office faithfully. May he, Exca- may he... exactly, yeah.
2: It's not like we're just. It's not a descriptive in in the sense of we're just going to describe these duties, but that we are asking that the Holy Spirit, that God, um, make these
1: happen. Yep. Um, After the prayer of consecration, the uh, heads of the the literally on on the head. Uh, the the men being ordained are anointed with a sacred chrism, which is again you could talk so much about just the symbolism of of chrism. It's it's a a symbol of Christ Himself, right? Right, who who was crushed. Just like the olive is crushed for for this oil, and then it's it's scented with a balsam or a you know perf, a perfumed oil,
2: right? And connected, you know, in in the sense of the line of, uh, you know, even in that the first part of that uh, of the prayer itself, where it's referring to Abraham, God promised in his in lineage that the church would be cared for, his people would be cared for, so this. Picks up on that, yeah. um, and, and we can go yeah. back to the Old Testament where the kings were anointed,
1: and the, literally it's poured yes. on their heads. It's uh, you know, it's so so in that in that imagery that you have from from the Old Testament, from other scriptural uh, references. After that, then the new bishop is presented with a number of symbols, if you will, and insignia, signs of his office. He's presented with the Book of the Gospels, um, which. He has done three times now. Right, he did it as a deacon when when ordained a deacon. Um, the uh, the gospel in in that is you know just given. Teach what you believe and practice what you what you what you uh, what you preach. It's it's it, the wording is, is beautiful in that. And then they are presented with the signs of their office. So you have the ring, the
2: mitre and the pastoral staff, which go back to that three-fold office of governing, sanctifying, and teaching. Um, it, it's all sort of in the symbolism of that. But the ring also is, a, is not just about the governance, but it is in a sense, at least from what I remember in grad school, this marriage to this place, to this local church. Yeah, so there's it, importance it's, it's in that. It's
1: significant for all of them. The mitre, obviously, is the liturgical um, uh, ha, the, the liturgical ha, ha, covering, head covering, mm-hmm. hat, if you will, that, that is worn yep. uh, for liturgical celebrations. And then the staff. I, I just think the staff is terribly the crozier is 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 terribly symbolic. It is funny how uh, though the right even uses the word staff, right? It's it, it this is this is the crook of a shepherd. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And and so many of uh, uh, I think most often they are in the shape of a shepherd's crook.
2: I would definitely yeah. In, in the Western Church, I think that is very true. The Eastern Churches, it's a, a little bit different. Right? But, yep. but
1: these are all signs of their office, and then. Once that happens, they, the ordination, they are ordained once they have been um, laid hands on and the prayer, and the prayer. Of, of ordination. Then, So the new bishops then receive the kiss of peace from all the bishops who are, are present.
2: What, what's interesting is, like in the rite of baptism, those those rites are really like the explanatory rites. Yeah. I mean, they, they explain... The role, so, exactly,
1: exactly. Great things. It is, it is. So it will be live streamed. Uh, you can go to the Archdiocesan website to find that link on November 13th. We encourage our participants to uh, to to watch to join in. It will be a it will be a, a, as it always is a very profound celebration. We we'll you next we next month here on Focus on the Liturgy. God bless everyone.